G'day everyone and welcome back to the Luke's Lowdown podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And with me chatting, we have my man, Sean. He is an elite age group Ironman triathlete and he is in the health and well-being space, helping people in the corporate and everyday lives to really be able to be their best selves, get out of their own way and take care of their mental health and well-being. Sean, how are you today, buddy? Mate, I'm, I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you very much for a really amazing introduction. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I do feel like um, it was uh, very generous. But yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Had a good weekend. Um, enjoyed the, the sunshine. It does make a difference. Um, and yeah, ready for, the, ready for the week ahead. Yeah, that's, that's good to hear. I'm glad you uh, had a nice weekend and, and got out and enjoyed the, the sunshine. As you said, it is very important. And unfortunately, for many weeks, months, um, we couldn't really do that here in the UK because we were literally told to stay indoors. And on this series of the Luke Slowdown podcast, it is the, uh, the lockdown series, Lessons from Lockdown. And I always want to give the listeners a bit of an understanding and some context of who I'm talking to, but also the circumstances, both living in and working that you had found yourself in during the really um, high level levels of lockdown that we were in earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously lockdown was pretty intense time period for everyone, wasn't it? So it's, uh, it's thrown up a, a huge amount of learnings. Um, it's, it's changed the way that we work possibly forever. It's, um, it's impacted us all in so many different ways. Um, and yeah, it's been, a, it's been a really interesting time. Yeah, no, that's right. So you, like, you live by yourself? Yes, I do. Yeah, so, so you live by yourself, you, uh, you're in an apartment. So there's not a whole lot going on for you in terms of being able to, you know, spend time with people. There was, there was a period of time where you didn't get to see a whole lot of people. Um, like, how was that initially for you? Well, actually, during the main part of lockdown, I was quite fortunate in that my girlfriend did move in with me for a short period of time. So she was in here and I think that was a real benefit. She's now, it was just a short term thing, um, moved, uh, moved out. But I do think that was a, a, real, a real support because um, during that, that time, it, it was certainly a, uh, a difficult time to try and maintain that connection. Um, and also, I think when you are um, living in this, in this state, you're, you're constantly questioning absolutely everything. So, I mean, in London, as, as you'd imagine, we're all living in pretty small working, um, kind of living conditions, but suddenly to turn that living condition also into a working condition um, or a working space does start to throw up its challenges. Um, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's, been a really, uh, it's been a really interesting time, a lot of time to reflect on, um, on kind of life and the changes that are being thrown, kind of thrown our way. And I guess how we then want to move forwards with, with those kind of learnings that we've got. I think it's really interesting what you're doing here, Luke. Ah, thanks, mate. I, I, you hit the, a, a really interesting point and one is, Actually, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast series was, um, and I, I've done a bunch of webinars um, to help 
this specifically but as you said like people in london majority of people don't live in massive big houses a lot of people are living in in smaller places and now they're working from home now their home life and their working life is in the same space in the same room under the same roof as you just said it, it came up with a few challenges for you like what were some of the things that you um knowing you i know that you you will have adapted and changed it around but initially what what were some of the things that you struggled with when you realized okay i'm at home now and this is also where i live and work I think, I think the biggest thing that she started to promote boundaries in because it's so easy um, during uh, uh, kind of lockdown to let everything start to merge into each other. So you can be getting up really early and straight away jumping on that laptop and realizing that suddenly you haven't moved for you know, upwards of five, six hours up until um, you decide to maybe take that one opportunity to dive outside that we had during the the, the strictest point in lockdown um, to go for a walk or to maybe go for a run. But then you're back at your, your kind of makeshift desk once again, and you could be there for another five or six hours. And when, when, when you kind of look at, you know, it's really basic things, but for instance, if you have a, a Fitbit or some sort of, of tracking device that shows just how little you are moving, um, you can really start to see the impact but then also how suddenly you're, you're engaged with, with work from early in the morning up until really late in the evening, potentially just before you start cooking. You don't have that time to change your mindset from work mode into relaxation mode. We don't have that natural stop point, which is I'm going to leave the office. I'm going to um, commute home. That's going to be my opportunity to... Um, kind of re-energize for when I then see my partner um, and I have those, those, those conversations. Instead, everything is just suddenly merging into one. And for us at Point Three Wellbeing, which is the, the, the wellbeing and mental health business that, we, that I run with my uh, two co-founders, um, we're all about how do you um, control that work-life balance? And a lot of the things that we do get thrown are completely outside of our control. But at the same time, what is it that you can do to better support both areas, those two big fundamental areas of our lives? But in, in, in lockdown, certainly, um, that work-life balance was becoming harder and harder to, to separate. And I think for many, it was, it was a real challenge, a real challenge. So what were some of the things that you implemented in your daily life to maintain that, that balance? For me, um, it very much came down to bringing some routine and structure into my day. It did mean, to an extent, each day felt a little bit like Groundhog Day because I wasn't getting up and I wasn't seeing different people. But at least I had some, some structure and I was building some movement in at different points in the day. So it was even, th even things as small as when I would make sure that I would kind of get up and, and make my, my coffees. Um, but it, it, it would, it would for, um, kind of follow a pretty similar pattern. In lockdown, for the first time ever, I've managed to maintain some form of yoga habit or routine, which has been great. Yes, it's only 10 minutes a day, but I know actually for me that is 10 minutes well spent. And actually, I start to disengage after that time, but it's been a fantastic opportunity to do that. So first thing every single morning, I'd be up at about 6.30 and I'd do kind of 10 minutes of yoga. 
And then from there, it would be an hour of learning, an hour of um, prep for the day. Then, then like the, one of the amazing things for me from lockdown was actually re-engaging with just how powerful kind of nutrition is. So things such as a really quality breakfast, I love porridge. I actually go to bed in the evening looking forward to the following day. But I like to think I, I really go all in on the porridge. So, you know, it includes everything from a bit of peanut butter, maybe some fruit, um, some homemade granola in there. It's, it's in, in the words of the fast food chain, Leon, I like to think it's porridge of the gods. Um, and from there, you know, every morning I'd have my daily kind of one hour catch up with my two co-founders, which we'd do over Zoom, which was a really, really important way to, to stay connected with those guys. The working day, we would try and split up maybe with, certainly during the toughest point of lockdown, when we were really held to just kind of one opportunity to leave the house a day, I'd build in kind of a lunchtime run. Um, and then... And then in the evening, it would be very much around, well, actually for the, for the, for the biggest um, kind of, I guess for about a four week period, I was then doing kind of an indoor cycle where I would um, Zwift with, uh, with, with mates from different parts of the country, which is always a great way to stay connected. And then just um, basically trialing different, different recipes in the evening to have um, a kind of fun new vegetarian dish each day, kind of just just at the start of this year, I've very much gone vegetarian. And so it's been great to, to trial different things. Now I can confirm I'm not the best chef. So I would still give it a, at least one more lockdown before anyone came and trialed, tried my, my uh, dishes. But definitely, um, definitely been a really kind of interesting kind of process. And, you know, it's for me kind of the, the big thing that I've taken from it is actually I really enjoy cooking and I, I can give myself the opportunity to spend a little bit of money on on those different ingredients. Whereas before I'd always um, told myself, actually, if you're just cooking for yourself, you've got to, you know, just, just eat functionally. It doesn't need to be um, necessary, necessarily kind of the really good, the really good quality stuff. But I've really enjoyed that aspect and just kind of letting myself be at ease more with spending a little bit more money, even if it, you know, I'm, currently making significantly less money but you know what you've got to give yourself some flexibility so it sounds like that you maintained productivity slash sanity over um making sure that you've got plenty of structure in your day making sure that you 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 fill your day up within that structure but not just with it being busy but actually taking care of yourself and um, enjoying your own personal sort of hobbies or, or, or things that you do enjoy, plus, you know, getting down and, and getting the work done. Now, you know, I know that we've both listened to loads of podcasts and read loads of books about these, these people who are extremely successful and have these amazing morning routines and evening routines. And they sound like too good to be true, right? And they're like, wow, like that would be really good to do. And people start to change their routines and they start to implement them and even they become habits. But over time, there's always days or even times of weeks where it's like, oh, I just couldn't be bothered to, you know, do that 10 minutes of yoga or I couldn't be bothered cooking. I'll just get a Deliveroo or whatever. You sound, it sounded like that you structured your day in a, a, a quite good way in terms of both self-care and, and stuff that you enjoy and even some connection with some, some friends via uh, the Zwift, then your work. 
but there must have been times where you're just like, oh, I'm supposed to do this now, but I, I, I can't be bothered or I'm tired or I just don't feel like it. Were there times like that throughout this period? And then how did you continue to stay on track or what was the conversations you had with yourself in, in your head during those times? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely times when I did feel that my productivity levels in the workspace dropped off. My, um, my, my motivation to go and do that run or to jump on the indoor trainer um, just simply wasn't there. My energy would be impacted. And, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely like everyone. I, I could not um, hand on heart say, you know what? My day looked the same every single day. I turned up with the same energy. I turned up with the same, um, the same positivity. Absolutely, that didn't happen because I think over the course of all of this, we were dealing with so many things, those things that were impacting us physically, that lack of movement, getting out. Um, and that was one of the big things for me was almost this sense of foreboding when I would come back in on a, on a sunny day um, from, from my run. And I could feel myself slowing myself down, knowing that this was going to be the last opportunity I'd have to be outside for the day before I'd be locked up in my flat. And that would, that would weigh quite heavy on me. So I would, um, almost, you know, come to a crawling, um, speed by, by, by the end of that run, just to make the most out of it. Um, but there were certainly days where even just going outside was, was, was a challenge because my energy, um, my mindset was 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 not in its its best place um so, so how did you how did you get yourself out the door how did you maintain as you said every day wasn't exactly like 100 percent completed how how we talked about but when it was those difficult times like how did you get yourself out the door and how did you continue to to if you weren't being productive with work like how did you move past that for me i think it's 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 that little reminder of how you feel after you've done something that maybe wasn't necessarily the easiest thing for you to do, you know? And, and on some days, simply sitting down at the laptop's not the easiest thing to do. You just don't have that, that energy. But knowing how you feel when you've done this, whether that's been a solid block of work, whether that's been, you know, going out for even just a slow, I like to call them a shuffle run, which is just a super slow, easy run, or whether that's putting that time in to actually speak to a friend, a loved one, whoever it may be, because sometimes you don't even have the energy for that. But actually, by re reminding yourself of how you feel after you do these things and how you feel if you don't do these things and you simply allow your day to kind of meander away without seemingly achieving anything actually for me that that reminder is more is more powerful than allowing myself to fall into the trap of you could i guess you could call it laziness um demotivation um you know having that lack of energy for me actually knowing how good i'll feel after doing those things 90 95 percent of the time is enough to do it it doesn't mean i always did it certainly not and i i definitely did have days during lockdown where mentally emotion emotionally physically i was you know i was I, I was not in my best place um and i think anyone that says that they they, they found it easy throughout would would probably not be being entirely truthful yeah no i i agree like i a lot of people obviously have asked me like how how have i dealt with with the lockdown and how were things with me and 
you know, you, you and I, we, we talk every week, but my life didn't really change a whole lot because I do spend a lot of time at home and I do work a lot from home and then I go out and do talks and whatever. But obviously my training changed dramatically because I've been cycling inside and did very little runs and things like that. And obviously not swimming or going to the gym, but there was for the majority of the time I was, I was good because my life didn't change dramatically. Um, but yeah, like even for someone and the reason why, like, I, I wanted to put that across was even for someone whose life is sitting in this office for the majority of the week, you know, it was still difficult um, at times where it's just like, okay, I would like to go and see a few people or I'd like to, you know, not do everything via uh, online and actually see some people face to face. So although it was difficult at times for everyone, which I truly believe that, what were some of the positives and this can be over, over anything that you have taken out of the lockdown period? Uh, I think I've used this as an opportunity to refocus on my kind of short, medium and long-term goals. And I've used this opportunity to then kind of really get a better understanding of who I am, what I want, what my kind of intrinsic values are and how I can, how I can move forwards with that. So I guess it's really been a bit of a, an almost con, kind of control alt delete moment with, uh, with, with my own life. What are those things that I am, um, that, that actually aren't bringing me um, positivity, aren't providing me with the energy that I need to be at myself more often than not. And, it's probably worth cutting out at least some of those things. Of course, you can't live a completely um, idealistic life um, of, of fun, games, or you know, and adventure. But at the same time, it's about reflecting on where do you want to focus your energy. And I think certainly the sense that I've had from from how I've been living my life for the last few years has very much been. Um, been headed in that direction anyway, but I do I do still know that there's 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 um, things that I do that are burning my energy, and actually I probably need to cut back on a few things. I certainly think that I was I was always on the go. Um, whilst you were spending a lot of time kind of working from um, from your home space, actually I was I was very rarely working from home because I was in in, in central London six days a week. And it's small things, it's, it's really small things. And you, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but things like um, bag management, for instance, I would have to have multiple different kits um, or outfits because I do spin instructing, I do webinars, I do workshops, obviously before, um, before um, lockdown, it was face-to-face. -face. Um, I would be in a different location or multiple different locations every day in different and wearing different hats and actually that was quite I, I, an energy burner um, I probably wasn't fueling um, as well as I could have done because I was always on the go so I was grabbing that easy easy to find food and at the same time I was using so much energy flying from um, one um, situation to another whether that was um, standing up and delivering a workshop within a business 
to trying to desperately find some coffee shop that had great Wi-Fi and ideally access to a toilet, um, into suddenly getting into spin instructor mode and greeting 60 people into a studio and trying to give 45 minutes up to 75 minutes of my um, kind of most upbeat energy to them and then going home and then getting ready to do it all again the next day. Actually, I think for me, it's been a really big learning that I do need to slow down a little bit. My, uh, my first ever triathlon coach, the first thing she ever said to me, which has stuck in a number of areas of my life, but maybe not in the biggest area of all, it's certainly stuck in my training, is go slow to go fast. And I think that's a really, really kind of lovely, short, succinct message that I know I could certainly take more away um, from that and kind of drop that into more areas of my life. So for me, kind of this, this lockdown phase really has been that opportunity to kind of pause, reflect, and focus on how, how I want to move forward with, you know, probably the next five years of my life. Yeah, it's, I think that's one thing, especially in London and actually in any decent sized city, really, where the energy of the entire place is quite fast. And you know, I grew up in a, in a small country town. So um, I remember that, you know, once it got to sort of six o'clock at night, like everyone was sort of winding down and going home and getting dinner ready and whatever. Like in London, you know, like six o'clock is still part of the, the work day, right? So in a city that is quite like, has that quite fast energy, a lot of people struggle to slow down because I feel like everyone in their multiple communities are going flat out. So for them to stop it, they feel like completely disconnected. But when everyone around them is being forced to basically slow down, which was what happened for us all in lockdown, I feel there's definitely two camps. There's the ones that, like yourself, who literally sort of analyze their life, to not be overdramatic, analyze their life and what they do and how they spend their limited time and energy and effort and go, okay, is this how I want to live the, for the future, you said, you know, looking at the next five years, but then you've got these other people who just sort of filled their, their, their days up with pointless mind numbing things, whether it's videos or, or social media or whatever. And just sort of, I feel like they will come out of this and just try and go back to what they were doing in the past. Um, so how are you, planning to implement the the things that you learned from slowing down i think there's a there's a there's a saying in the military like slow uh slow is smooth and smooth is fast it's, it's something mm -hmm. like that and you know you touched on that with slowing down to 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 um to go fast with with triathlon training but how are you going the things that you've learned when you when you slowed down how are you going to implement them into, or what are a couple of things that you are going to implement and how over the next few years? I think a couple of things that I'm going to implement is very much just um, not being uh, a slave to a number. And when I say a number, I'm talking about, you know, trying to desperately earn a certain amount of number, a certain amount of money, sorry, um, which will um enable me to in theory in theory live my life better because the reality of it is is that from lockdown i've learned i don't need a huge amount 
um, yes, it is lovely to be able to go on lavish holidays. And it's also lovely to be able to see your savings account growing month on month. But actually, those things are causing a stress in other areas of, of your life. So suddenly you're running around chasing, it's almost kind of keeping up with the Joneses maybe, um, where you're, you know, you're, you're burning so much energy in order to do that, that is it, over, is it supporting you in the long run? So I guess what I would take out of this is just being a little bit more um, fluid and flexible with, with kind of working towards that number. Um, and yes, it has been beneficial, certainly. You know, it almost feels like I've saved for a pandemic over the last couple of years, um, which has certainly taken a stressor out. But at the same time, I think just just allowing myself to go a little bit slower so that I can I, I can have greater energy day to day. And you know, spending a little bit more money where it's going to benefit me at that point in time. So on that good quality food. Um, but it's 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 been good, a good reminder for me just to realize I don't need that much. Um, you know, it's it's good quality food, uh, a a decent roof over your head and, and pretty much um, air, in my, air in the tires on my bike and I'm, I'm pretty good to go. That's pretty much it. Um, so that's, that's certainly one thing. And then I think the other thing is just um, that, that the importance of just staying with, connected with those, those people that really are important to you, um, those people that are really close to you. You don't, I, I don't need to travel in big, wide groups. Um, actually, I've got quite a small, close network and just trying to make sure that I do maintain that um, as we come out of this. Because I, I think actually lockdowns had, had given me the opportunity to reach out and to reconnect with some of those people that are really important to me. But that when I'm in that um, always on, flying around, slightly headless chicken style, type state that I, I know I probably am in, I just simply don't have the energy to be connected. So um, to, to maintain that connection and, 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 you know, all of that says, actually, when I do come back, um, how do I piece my calendar together? I talk a good game when it comes to um, point three. And it is so important to put your well-being at the, um, at the front of as many decisions as you can, because that will enable you to show up as a better version of yourself day to day. And to an extent, I do I do try and do that. Um, but I think lockdown's shown that I, I need to do that even more. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great that's a great way to, to to wrap it up in acknowledging what gives you energy. Um, and what drains your energy and then trying to create the best day. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect. The best day where you do things that give you energy and you try to minimize or um, the things that drain energy. And it sounds like that's something that you're going to focus on um, into the future. And I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for what uh, the three of you are doing at Point3 Wellbeing. I've seen a lot of your staff. We, as I said, we talk every week about life and health and wellness and cycling and random things. And uh, so I, I have a small insight into what you guys are doing at Point3 Wellbeing. And, and if there is anyone listening and their, their company or their organization is looking to actually hire someone to, to do some health and wellness uh, training webinars, 
things like that. Where can people learn more about um, what Point 0.3? Because that's basically where we, people can find you. Um, where can people learn a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, that is interesting, actually, because a lot of people ask me where they, where they can find me. And actually, I've pretty much removed myself from all social media because I realized that for me, and this is me, and I'm not, I'm not judging others that get positive impact from it. I found it wasn't impacting me personally on a positive level. Um, and that was, that was a, an energy burner um, for, for, for my kind of dream days, as it were. I think that's one of the nice things that I've, I've had the opportunity to do to work with a few clients on a one-to-one -one basis. Um, and they've really tried to define what their dream day looks like and aiming for that eight days out of 10 is, 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 is ideal. Um, so yeah, so you can, you can find us at um, point three wellbeing on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, um, point three wellbeing.com. Um, uh, if you're going straight uh, straight to the website, um, or you can just just kind of reach out to us, um, kind of uh, di directly. So we have a b underscore well at um, point three wellbeing dot com email address, and all, all of the co-founders um, are kind of always keeping their eye on that. And it's always great to to hear when people reach out, no matter what they what conversation they want to have, if that's just completely speculative um, around a work opportunity within their business, or if it's more on an individual level. Um, we're always super excited and keen to talk all areas of well-being and, and mental health. Thanks, mate. I will put links uh, to everything in the show notes. And I will also put a link to your Strava profile because that is the one um, social media profile you do have. So if people want to see the ridiculous amount of cycling and what's that uh, Sean puts out. He's a very modest athlete, um, but he's also a beast on the, on the bike and swimming and, and, and running. But this lockdown has definitely seen his bike go from amazing to just uh, really want, making me want to vomit with the numbers that, that he pushes out. So I'll put a link to those um, in the show notes. And mate, I've got a lot of gratitude for you um, for taking the time this morning to actually record this podcast. And uh, I just want to say thank you for, for tuning in and, and um, being part of the lockdown series of the Loop Slowdown podcast. Mate, my absolute pleasure. And it is always awesome talking to you each and every week. That's been a big thing for me in lockdown. Maintaining that coffee chat on a Monday morning has been awesome. And thank you for all your kind words, Luke. No worries, mate. All right, everyone. Um, that's it today with my man, Sean, talking about slowing down to go fast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please remember to share it. Uh, subscribe on the platform wherever you listen to your podcast. And maybe tell two friends, maybe three. Just let them know that if they're looking to learn something from others who um, struggled during lockdown but found a way to push themselves forward, then we have this series, Lessons from Lockdown, plus all the other series of the Luke Slowdown podcast. You can find that on my website, lukesaversky.com, and wherever you listen to your podcast. On that note, everyone, I want you to make sure you stay healthy, smiling, and happy.